Chapter 4 of The Sign of the Cross in the 19th Century. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Sign of the Cross in the 19th Century by Jean Goumet. Letter 4. Answer to one objection, the times are changed reasons in favor of the primitive christians drawn from the very nature of the sign of the cross the sign of the cross is five things a divine sign which ennobles man proofs that it is divine november twenty ninth as for me i hear you say my dear frederick the question is decided never will i believe that god has given truth and good sense to his enemies and at the same time condemned his best friends to error and superstition this avowal rejoices yet does not surprise me your mind seeks the truth and your heart does not reject it if all were in the like dispositions the apologist's task would be easy unfortunately it is otherwise in the greater part of controversies particularly religious controversies men argue not according to reason but according to their passions they combat, not for truth, but for victory. Sad victory, which more strongly confirms them in the slavery of error and vice. What I know of your companions, and so many other pretended Catholics of our day, gives me reason to fear they are ambitious for this fatal victory alone. I love them too much not to contest it with them. In order to remove the bandage with which they cover their eyes, as well as to strengthen yet more their own convictions, I shall expose the intrinsic reasons which justify the inviolable fidelity of true Christians to the frequent use of the sign of the cross. Let us first do justice to the great object of modern condemners of the adorable sign. Other times, other manners, say they. What was useful, nay, even necessary in the first ages of the church, is not so now. Times are changed. We must live according to the manners of the day st paul answers them jesus christ yesterday and today and the same forever tertullian adds the incarnate word calls himself truth and not custom truth then changes not what the apostles the christians of the primitive church and the true christians of every age have held to be useful and to a certain extent even necessary has not now ceased to be so I dare even to affirm it to be more necessary now than ever. This is on account of the many points of resemblance which exist between the situation of the primitive Christians and that of the Christians of the 19th century. What was the situation of our forefathers of the primitive church? They were in the midst of a world which was not Christian, which did not wish to become so, and which persecuted those who persisted in being so and are not we in the midst of a world that is losing christianity that does not wish to return to it and that persecutes sometimes by violence those who persist in professing it if in a like situation the first christians formed in the school of the apostles regarded as necessary the frequent use of the sign of the cross why should we abandon it are we stronger or more skillful are our dangers less great our enemies less numerous or perfidious to propose such questions is to decide them let us proceed until now my dear frederick i have established only the exterior circumstances of the cause 
it is necessary now to examine it in its depth by adducing reasons drawn from the very nature of the sign of the cross for you for me for all sensible men they may be summed up as follows we are children of the dust the sign of the cross is a divine sign which ennobles us we are ignorant it is a book which instructs us poor it is a treasure which enriches us soldiers it is a weapon which puts the enemy to flight travelers on the way to heaven it is a guide that conducts us assume the insignia of a judge ascend your tribunal and hear the cause we are children of the dust the sign of the cross is a divine sign which ennobles us tell me who is that being that comes into the world weeping who crawls like the worm who like the smallest animal is subject to every infirmity and for even a longer time than it is incapable of supplying his own wants let the man who is called prince king or emperor the woman who is called countess duchess or empress be not too proud one glance backward will tell them who that being is it is man a worm of the earth in the cradle the food of worms in the tomb that being so low so useless and during the first stages of his existence so ignominiously confounded with the weakest and vilest of creatures is moreover but too much inclined by his instincts to resemble them nevertheless that being is the image of god the king of creation he must not degrade himself god touches him on the forehead and imprints a divine sign which ennobles him nobility imposes obligations respected by others he will respect himself this patent of nobility this divine mark is the sign of the cross it is divine since it comes from heaven since the owner alone has the right to stamp his property with his image it comes from heaven since earth avows that it did not invent it go through every country and every age nowhere will you find the man that invented it the saint that taught it the council that imposed it tradition teaches it says tertullian custom confirms it faith practices it in tertullian you hear the latter part of the second century of the church saint justin speaks for the first and teaches not only the existence of the sign of the cross but the manner in which it was made behold us in those primitive times days of eternal memory called even by the heretics the golden age of christianity on account of the purity of its doctrine and the sanctity of its morals here then we find the sign of the cross in full practice in the east and the west let us go back a few steps and we shall clasp hands with st john the last survivor of the apostles see the venerable old man making the sign of the cross over the poison cup and drinking the deadly liquor with impunity a few steps farther and we meet his illustrious colleagues peter and paul like john the beloved disciple of the divine master peter and paul the princes of the apostles make religiously the sign of the cross and teach it from the east to the west in jerusalem antioch athens and rome to greeks and barbarians let us listen to an unexceptionable witness of tradition paul says st augustine carries everywhere the royal standard of the cross he fishes for men and peter marks the nations with the sign of the cross they make it not only over men but also over inanimate creatures and cause others to do the same every creature of god is good writes the great apostle 
and nothing to be rejected that is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of god and prayer such is the rule what is the sense in the study of law if we meet with an obscure passage what do we do we elucidate it we consult the interpreter best authorized and nearest to the legislator his word is law listen to the best authorized interpreter of st paul the great chrysostom paul says he here establishes two things the first that no creature is unclean the second that supposing it to be so the means of cleansing it is at hand make the sign of the cross over it render thanks and glory to god and at the same instant all uncleanness shall disappear behold apostolic teaching the princes of the apostles make the sign of the cross not only over inanimate creatures and the multitudes who receive the faith from them but on themselves also this sign then existed before them paul the persecutor is thrown down on the road to damascus he must become the apostle of the god whom he pursues what will be the first act of that victorious god to mark the vanquished with the sign of the cross go says he to ananias go and mark him with my sign who then is the author and institutor of the sign of the cross to find him we must go beyond all ages all visible creatures all angelic hierarchies we must rise to the eternal word the truth in person listen again to a witness who is so situated as to know it perfectly a witness so irreproachable that he has sealed his testimony with his blood i mean saint cyprian the immortal bishop of carthage o lord holy priest exclaims he thou hast bequeathed to us three imperishable things the chalice of thy blood the sign of the cross and the example of thy sufferings saint augustine adds it is thou that hast willed this sign should be imprinted on our foreheads it would be easy to cite twenty other witnesses but as i am writing letters and not books i will stop the sign of the cross is a divine sign this is the first fact established in the discussion there is another of which i shall speak to-morrow end of letter four